Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Time for On The Pace and BK is joining us. Good morning, mate. Yeah, good morning, Dan. How are you this morning? Very well, thank you. What's going on in the world of harness racing? Well, today it's Breeders' Challenge Day. Welcome to uh, Breeders' Challenge Day, everyone. And a very different version of On The Pace Sunday, where, of course, we didn't have harness racing out of headquarters last night. That takes centre stage this afternoon, the first due to go. Just a touch after 12 o'clock today, we did have racing out of Newcastle last night and power couple Blake Hughes and Grace Pinella, well, they took almost, well, they took well over a third of the card between them. So congratulations to them. From all reports, we've already sold several thousand tickets today for Breeders' Challenge Grand Final Day. I'm only a few moments from actually getting to Club and Angle, and I have to say the weather could not be better. There's not a cloud in the sky. We're expecting 28 degrees. So it looks to be... A really nice day to not only see 10 brilliant races on track, but of course we've got Bella McKenzie performing, who was a, uh, well she was, she went a long way into the, into the voice grand finals and also some off the track uh, entertainment as well. We're back in our spiritual time slot of Sunday afternoon for Breeders Challenge Racing, which is so exciting. And of course we'll have Seaton Grimer along with my special guest in just a few moments' time. In terms of the, the card today, we've got four Group 1s, we've, we've got two Breeders' Challenge four-year-old semi-finals, and we've also got an Inner Dominion 23 golden ticket to go off as well. So they're going to be our feature racing, but our feature races. We've also got the Rising Stars as race two, the Trotters Cup as the first at a really competitive 95 to go with that. So all in all, it's going to be a really exciting on the track, uh, on the track stuff. So look, in terms of in terms of a preview, Britt Graham did a really comprehensive overview of these races on Thursday. If you haven't listened to it, I'd suggest, or I'd encourage everyone to, to go back and have a look if you're uh, if you're going to have a punt today at Menangle. She's done a great job, Britt, uh, comprehensive as always, and uh, just quickly for. We do get to see my on-top selection today in race three, which is the entire and Gelding's uh, four-year-old grand final with my ultimate Ronnie. He won't be getting beaten. This is really a stepping stone race into the nugget in a couple of weeks' time in Western Australia. So race three, my ultimate Ronnie. Race four is the, is the four-year-old mares. And I'm with Ideal in Dreams here. Her fractions have been absolutely electric. Last start, they were 53 and 8. That's genuine free-for-all speed, and although they didn't go overly hard, I think that they, I think they're going to put Ideal in Dreams in a really good spot here to uh, to be prominent enough that uh, those leaders won't get away as far on her, and I think she's going to be able to steam over the top of them at the end. She's around that three dollar quote, which is really important. I think she's a good bet there. Race five, the first of the Group Ones, Lux at Turner picks herself. I've already given her a big rap in her career thus far, and I think deservedly so. She'll go really well again here, and it's been the most confident that I've heard Rick Ulchin in the lead-up on the Harness Racing New South Wales Sprint Lane podcast. He was very bullish about her chances. He said they're going to be very aggressive, and it's that sort of uh, that sort of talk that's really given me confidence to say Lux and Turner will win this and win it comprehensively. The two-year-old Colton Geldings with Nathan Street on top. I think Freddie Tavia's got a really nice two-year-old on his hands here. He's learning the art of racing more and more, which is really important. And now Jack Trainer is uh, is going to be able to give him a really good push. He gave him a good push on this program two weeks ago as well. So 
don't be surprised if Nathan Street really, uh, really knuckles down and uh, and has a, a big go of knocking over the well fancy Bordan Buddy. He's a three dollar quote as well there. And the three year old Phillies, with I keep smiling, I think she's going to break the track record here today. I've got the uh, the one forty nine and eight. Well and truly in the gun sights, if I keep smiling, takes no ill effects from her run last week where she ran 149 and 9. She was wide on the track the entire way and she still ran away from rivals. So she's going to be very, very hard to beat. I keep smiling. She's $1.98, or she's $1.85 rather at the moment. So that's about as short as I'd want to see her. If anything, we'll get a drift when Major Delight followers from Victoria have a look at this meeting today. But I think three-year-old fillies go the way of I keep smiling. And then the three-year-old Colts and Geldings, the last of the group ones, this is probably the best breeders' challenge race we've seen since Rock and Marty knocked over Lock and Barad about five years ago. So I'm with uh, my local hero, Better Be The Best, who's getting out towards the backable price now. He's 160 or 160 into 155 after opening at 135 so as I say I don't want him any shorter than that because uh, I think about that 160 to 170 quote is around about where you want to see him but tactically a really interesting race he is uh, he is going to really set the uh, set the, the track alight for mine I think that going anywhere around 52 at Bathurst if you can come from an angle you're running either low 50s or high 49s and that's not too far outside the track record as well. So that's a look at today's racing in terms of the Breeders' Challenge. But of course, it's been a really, it's been an extraordinarily busy 72 hours for our guest this morning, Seaton Grimer. And Seaton, good morning to you. What a, a whirlwind couple of days it's been for you. Yeah, that's right, BK. Um, it has been a pretty busy couple of days, um, but good to be home and yeah, heading to Menangle. We'll start with Friday night. You're in Perth with this Redcliffe Cup Cup with Loyalist and you were taking on another feature. It was just unfortunate. It ended up being a a race that didn't really shape as as what you would have hoped for with Diego being so dominant on the inside and Loyalist hit a little bit of traffic turning for home and he hit the line just as well as any of the others. Yeah, like you said, Diego, he's he's been flying at the minute. Um, Drawing two was a good draw but it wasn't the best show with him drawing one inside of us. Um, so, yeah, we had a crack for the front, knowing Loyalist is fast out. Um, but, yeah, Diego matched his speed, and we were close enough the first lap, um, and then we just sort of got shuffled back and, yeah, had to come wide. They went a 31-1 second quarter, um, so that didn't help around the half-mile track. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, he hit the line strong, um, so now we're happy with his run, just, yeah, it wasn't run to suit. And of course, as you say, Diego flying and Gloucester Park is unlike anywhere else in harness racing in Australia. It's a, a metro half-mile track and it's so wide and and, and so open, those, those big straights at Gloucester Park. So if you're, if you're not in the first couple when you're turning for home, it's always very difficult to make ground, especially when they start queuing up four and five wide. That runner is trained by Joe Connolly and Joe's been such a superb mentor for you. He's been giving you some fantastic opportunities, but... You've been building a really strong stable of late, and it appears that hard work starting to starting to turn to results very quickly. How important has Joe's influence been in terms of your training career, given it's so early in its development? Yeah, Joe's probably the biggest part. Um, he sort of is the one that got me into the big horses from mini trots. Um, so yeah, if it really wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be training horses. Um, I sort of when I 
first started to big horses, it was, all, it was always my dream to have my own team, train and drive them. Um, and yeah, for it to finally work out, no, it's a big thrill. Absolutely, and of course, it's only a boutique team at the moment. We'll get to that in a second about ideas of expansion. But you've got three engagements today, two, two as a trainer and a further one for, for Joe as a, as a driver. Your training chances look really, really good. I, I think they're going to be in the top four for both of them. Race two is Crime Don't Pay. It'll be partnered by Jet Turnbull. You've ended up drawing probably the, the driver with the best strike rate in at the Rising Stars. How do you fancy his? Uh, his chest with the two key scratchings inside. Yeah, I think he should go pretty close. Um, his form was really good when I first got him, um, and then he got an abscess and sort of, yeah, his form tapered a bit. Um, but I think I've got him pretty good now, um, and yeah, I'm expecting him to go pretty well. Not so long ago that you were in this race as well. Do you remember the feeling on on these big days when you're when you're in a Rising Stars a Rising Stars final? Getting out on the track at Menangle, it's probably one of the first drives you get it at the uh, the big Metro venue. How much pressure's on Jet Turnbull coming into this one? Yeah, it's, it's a big thrill to race on a big day like that. Um, but no, I think Jet will take it all in his stride. Um, he's driving, yeah, a really good Jet. Um, he's only just started out, but yeah, like you said, his strike rate oh, it's exceptional. Um, he's, he's flying around them country tracks, so. I think he'll, he'll enjoy himself um, coming to Menangle. Um and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty thrilled to have him on. All right, Saginaw's another horse that's been absolutely airborne of late. I was going to say he's flying, but I think he's going even better than that. I think he's uh, I think he's one of the the top three chances in this race. The form book couldn't read any better for him, so he must be thrilled with how he's travelling as well. Yeah, he's airborne at the moment. Like you said. Just in terms of just in terms of Sajinor in that marketplace, we'll see if we can see if we can fix up that line to seat in there just in the next couple of moments. Sajinor five into three dollars and eighty cents. He's won two from his last five. That includes a win over 2,300 in front of Bollinger went 54-2. And the main danger in the race, to my mind, is Danger Zone. And that runner has got a 54-8 as his best effort over 2,300 at Menangle so far. And, of course, was in the, uh, the Singo as well. So, Seaton, in, uh, in terms of how that race maps, do you, see, do you see Danger Zone drawn immediately to the outside as your main danger in that one? Yeah, I, I think Danger Zone, he's, he's going to go forward um, and he's he's going to be hard to beat. Um, but yeah, I think my bloke's got the speed to run him down. Um, like I said, he's been flying and yeah, I think I think he's spot on for today. All right, Saginaw, the uh, favourite there. And of course, uh, I'm in trouble is the other drive that you have today for Joe. Uh, you'd have to you'd have to say that my ultimate Ronnie is going to is going to be very difficult to run down in that one, but not impossible for a minor placing. Yeah, Miles are Ronnie. He's a superstar in the making. Um, he's already proven that. He's going to be very very hard to beat, um, but like you said, not impossible. Um, my bloke went super in the heat, or in the semi final. Um, he, he 
I think he went a 53 something last half and he, he really hit the line. So I expect him to be hopefully a little bit better again. Um, and yeah, just hope we can run a place. So out of the three, which one are you uh, are you thinking is going to be the, the best chance today? Obviously, I'm in trouble, a, a place chance, but we've got Saginaw and also uh, also Crime Don't Pay for, for punters. Which one are you going to try and steer us into? Uh, I'd, I'd probably say Saginaw. Um, he's just flying at the minute and he's, he's ultra-consistent. So he tries a little hard out, um, so yeah, you can always count on him to be in the money. All right, so waiting to the last for the uh, the best bet out of the Stephen uh, Grimer farm. That's race 10, number three. And just before we go, Stephen, I mentioned all the work you've been putting in. The team's still relatively small. What do you, what do you see the next 12 months looking like for you? Is there, is there plans to expand and, and really become a key player around, around the metro circuit? Yeah, hopefully the next 12 months we can get the team bigger and we can yeah, hopefully turn into Jason Grimson um, just winning all them big races but yeah I think we just yeah, take our time, take it all in our stride um, just yeah, learn as we go um, but yeah, hopefully in the next 12 months we can yeah, build the team up and yeah, start chasing the really big ones Well I, I wish you all the best with that Seton because uh, yeah it's, uh, it's a daunting task to, to work from the ground up and and build a stable, let alone let alone uh, finding some of the better horses going around in uh, in those 95 company and and trying to get them towards the free for all and of course modelling off some of the some of the really good trainers at Menangle. They're all very very yeah, they're all very hard to uh, to knock over on their day. So best of luck with today. Best of luck for the next 12 months and uh, hopefully we'll be hearing from you a little bit more with uh, plenty of winners along the way. Thanks, BJ. There's Seaton Grimer on Breeders' Challenge Grand Final Day. He's got a couple of live chances in the training ranks and I'm in trouble, maybe a, an each-way play at the 20s and about $2.50 a place. So that's on the pace for Breeders' Challenge Grand Final Day, as I said. We've, uh, we've got the four Group 1s in operation. We've also got an Inner Dominion Golden Ticket. That will be a $50,000 race, the Battle of the Yeshiva, where we... We honour our heritage at Tabcourt Park, Menangle. We, uh, of course, have that, that history back to World War II and that's going to be on show today and, of course, some other really good support races. A break on Sky Sports Radio and then we'll be going greys with the voice of Richmond, Russell Veach.